Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. 
You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. It has been long overdue to expose the truth that the Democrats and Republicans are sucking the life out of America's liberty and usurping our rights at every turn. Now is the time to seize our civil liberties and take back our individual rights. Here on Southern Liberty, we will expose it all. With his musket on his back, the Declaration of Independence in one hand, and the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Roderick Threets. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, good evening, and welcome to Southern Liberty. Hopefully y'all have had a great, blessed day, all that, all that good stuff. We, we can only hope that we get our, not only our, our, our mental health in order, we also need to get our physical health in order. And I, and I think a lot of us can agree with that. We're not, um, we're not operating at optimum, right? And we haven't been for a while. And that's very fair and safe to admit, right? Um, this evening, we're going to talk about, as you've seen, the said, said title of said show, Health Secrets from Around the World. We're going to talk about a few of those things and, and, and different foods and things like that. We're going to change gears a little bit. We're going to try to... Um, I don't know how far we can stay away from politics with this because, you know, they play they play politics with food. Right. Um, all the time. Right. Um, but we're, we're going to do our do our, we're gonna try our best to stay away from politics when we're talking about this whole food thing. But we know something's going to tie in and we're going to go off in left field over to Green Monster into into Cape Cod, all that good stuff. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll come back. We'll come back. I promise we'll come back. But anyway, um, let me go ahead and introduce um, my beloved co-host, Miss Valerie. What's going on, sister? Hey, Rob. Well, you know, I last week you and I were talking at the end of our show about our ancestors and our mental health and our cultures and our digestive systems. And it kind of got me thinking about a lot of things because it all also ties into our medical system, which everybody knows is completely screwed up today. And, you know, I just, I just need to shout out today to Dr. Simone Gold, part of the um, American Frontline Doctors, one of the first doctors to step out in front of the White House when the whole COVID thing was coming down. And she and her colleagues spoke out loudly about the fact that they had treatments for COVID-19. And these treatments were, in fact, working and they got shut down so bad and so hard. This was before the jab came out. So, you know, they already had the jab 
in motion, in hot motion. And they didn't want anybody to speak out about vitamins, nutrition, anything else that could have worked because then they couldn't get their toxic jab uh, taken seriously. So today she got escorted to federal prison for 60 days. This is a woman who did nothing, who's a medical doctor, who started a whole beautiful natural healing movement with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, you know, drugs that had already been approved on the market. She didn't create anything new. And she got dropped off by a driver today who was actually on Dr. Gina's show tonight. And it was very heartwarming and upsetting to see this happening. We're also looking at, you know, Steve Bannon, Navarro, Tina Peters, anybody who speaks the truth. They're, they're grabbing them and taking them into prison. And I dare say I'm upset over that today, but it does, <clears throat> it does all tie in like everything does these days. Anybody who says to you, I don't want to talk about politics. Well, you just told me who you are, what you are, and the fact that you think the whole world right now doesn't tie into politics, I don't feel sorry for your level of stupidity, not one bit, because it all does, it all is, and unfortunately it, it all will be for quite some time. So here's where I'm going with this, Rod, because I know you never know where I'm going to go with this stuff. It sounds so... Um, Benign. <laughs> when I write to you in the afternoon and I say, oh, we're going to talk about health secrets from around the world. Yeah, we are. But there's always a kick in the butt. With, I with know, right? Where I'm, right. Mm, yeah, where I'm going. So, you know, in the midst of the most criminal government we've ever in my lifetime, ever been subjected to criminal mafia government. In the midst of our country being definitely a captured operation, the new liberal world order, they are, they've got their teeth wrapped around us right now like everywhere. Our medical system, our food chain, our, our politics, everything. They just got us by the balls, even if we don't have balls, they've got us by the ball. So here's, here's my big question today, and that is, our bodies, our minds, our beautiful ancestry, and we all have different, and lots of us have mixed ancestry, you know, like Eastern European, Russian, African, Middle Eastern, Latino, we come from all over into this country. The beautiful USA used to be beautiful. Here's the question. Would we all today want to be centurions? Maybe to see how it all turns out. Maybe to have that ability to strike out and kick their asses. 
would we want to live to be 100 years old today? It's also, could we or would we want to? That's where I'm starting this. Because I want everybody to kind of think about this for a moment. Because there's so much at stake here. It's almost like these days where you wake up and say, ah, I don't think I want to see this. I don't think I really want to be here. And then you quickly say, wait a minute, that means suicide, that means giving up, that means running the other way. No, that's not who I am, that's not who I want to be, that's the easy way out, no. So the other direction becomes, okay, so if we're not going to go that route, then the route we are going to go is how do we keep ourselves in as optimal a condition as we possibly can in order to get through this? Whether we're here for another five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever God gives us, how do we get ourselves, because our bodies do affect our minds, we can't ever, ever forget that. Um, how do we get to a place where we find it worthy and most valuable to take care of ourselves on a level that many of our ancient ancestors decided to do because I guess in that time it was much easier to decide to do that. They were not up against the stress that we're living under right now, which requires more care. That's kind of where I'm taken off from. Okay. This melting pot. This place of assimilated culture, food, where we are right now. Do we want to make it? Do we want to not make it? Do we not care? Are we just sitting back on our haunches and saying, well, whatever. We all do that every day. We do all of it every day. You say, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You say, no, I do care and I want to do this. Or I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking kill someone today. <laughs> I mean, well, right? We're like all over the place on any given day. And that's okay. That's okay. That's who we all are. I, I, I think a lot, a lot of, a lot of our, um, like, like our, our, our depression or, or ups and downs. Right. And I kind of touched on this last Tuesday a little bit. Right. Um, doesn't, I mean, a lot of it granted right now we can, we can point to these different psychotropic medicines they give us for the, the, the one little thing, right? Oh my God, you're depressed. Take us all off. Oh my God, uh-huh. you're, you're, you're hyper. Take a Ritalin. Uh, 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 oh, you're, you're, you're having suicidal thoughts. Take this lithium, 
right? They, they, they mm-hmm. don't, you know what I mean? They don't get to, and, and you can actually speak to this more because of you know, the field of work you were in, right? But this is just, this is how I'm looking at it, right? When you when you go in and, and, and see a psychiatrist and they you sit in that chair for two hours and you pay them 200 bucks an hour to listen to your venture problems out, then they say, oh, here's a prescription for Zoloft. Go take this for a couple uh-huh. weeks and, th- and then come back, right? And then we'll talk uh-huh. about your thoughts at this point in time. Meanwhile, you've taken this drug for two weeks. It's, it, you know what I mean? It, it's changed your, your uh, and people like to say chemical imbalance, right? And it's not really a chemical imbalance, right? Right. It's more on a, your, your uh, synaptic neural pathways are being changed when they give you mm-hmm. these medicines. Right. So now your, your your neural pathways are firing at a different rate, either faster or slower, depending on the dosage of the medicine they give you. Then you come back in and you're looking like, you know, you're, you're looking like who done it, why they do it. And I'm just here. Right. I, I, I remember. I remember when I when I came when I came back stateside and uh, one of the first things I had to do was go have a psychological evaluation. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's there's no there's no secret. Right. I have I have issues with PTSD from time to time. Right. Um, but the first thing they tried to do was throw me on on some sort of psychotropic drug like lithium. And I'm like, wait a minute. What, why, why are y'all so quick? Right. Why are y'all so quick to throw this in my system because you're afraid I might have a blackout and become violent or, you know, or, or, or I might um, go into a, a, a rage and I might go shoot something up or what have you. Right. I, I get displaced. And I'm like, no, it's not about that. I know how to control it because I understand, you know, certain things about my body. Right. Certain things about, you know, how my how my system works and how I cope with certain things. Right. And it's and it's like that for a lot of people. And they kept those people kept trying to push drugs on me for about three years. And I was like, I'm done. You're not going to push a, a, a synthetic drug upon me because you think it would be better for me. I know it's better for me because I have to live inside this body. Right. And when you give me the, 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 the when, when I have to take these medicines, you are changing my neural pathways, if not reforming or restructuring my neural pathways at this point. Right. And I will become a person that I'm not. <laughs> now I got to go through the whole baby steps again. I got to find out who I am and who, where I am and what, what do I do with my life? And it's like, no, I know who I am. I know where I've been. I know where I'm trying to go Mm -hmm. and I don't need the help of a synthetic drug to, to do this. Mm -hmm. But again, right. Big pharma, it's a, it's a trillion dollar industry when it, especially when it comes to psychotropic drugs. Right. And at the end of the day, that's when I found out um, more, I started looking more into what I was consuming at that point in time, right when I when I was having the flashbacks real bad and things like that, I figured out what I was eating, right? And a lot of the things I was eating was promoting, right, my body to act differently and trigger things in my neural pathways to bring back these memories. So I'm like, wait, well, I got to stop eating like this processed food. I got to stop eating these certain things, right? And at the end of the day, it comes back to eating the proper foods. And in season, 
that's also important too, right? But um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I said, I said, and I said all that to basically say that everyone, right, has a some sort of uh, a mental condition, whether it's light, severe, or mild, right? Oh, for sure, to, right to some degree. Look at your diet. What are you eating? What chemicals are you putting in your body to accelerate? And it might be subtle. It doesn't take much. It might be subtle, right? But look at what food you're putting into your body, right? Um, and, and what chemicals are in those foods, et cetera. Right? And you'll be surprised. You'll be really surprised mm-hmm. at the, even the, small, the smallest amount of chemicals over a period of time, what it does to you. Right. Shut down your metabolism. Right. Uh, uh, you know, shut down your, your uh, brain activity. Right. You know, you know cut it down, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, these things were very uh, important. And I found when I found that and I started changing my diet, I found myself. Right. The, the, the nightmares were going away. Now, mm-hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. I have a few from time to time. Don't get me wrong, but not as frequent as they were. Right. Okay. And going through all of this, right? I, I learned a lot about what to eat and what not to eat, even though I'm not a good practitioner <laughs> of that, but I know what foods I need to avoid to keep from triggering X, Y, Z, and LMNOP. Did you ever try to tell that to a doctor? Yes. They, they tell you you're crazy. Crazy, yep. They sure did. <laughs> they sure did. You know, you know, medical doctors, whether it's psychiatrists or regular medical doctors, they have something like um, four or six months worth of nutrition in their whole, like, ten years of medical training. They are trained by big pharma. They yes. are trained in pharmaceuticals. That come from China. That's a whole other back burner level. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because some people really and truly need medications to live. And now we're in a situation where we don't trust the country that are making our pharmaceuticals. And that is in a whole different basket of trouble. And I myself don't quite know where to go with that. I just know I don't want any prescriptions anymore. I'm even having issues with my dog, my new puppy, getting vaccinations. I'm asking the veterinarians, like, do you know where these vaccinations come from? They're looking at me like, what, what do you have, 50 heads on your shoulder? No, I don't, I, 
Nobody ever asked me that before. Well, you're a veterinarian for 20 years. I don't think it's that far out to ask this question. Uh, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know anything. So, right. um, okay, so the, the, here, here we have this. You and I talked about this last week, and it really spurred my training because one of the degrees I do have on top of my psychology degree, which yeah, I'm not so proud of that. It's no big deal. It just was, for me, an endurance test. That's all college was. It was an endurance test. It gave me um, a backbone, and it taught me that I could just learn anything. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah, I could just go for it. So, so that's a good thing. That gives you, you know, fuel for whatever fire comes your way. Right. Um, Right? So we're living in this world here today, in the United States especially, where we have Chinese food, sushi, Russia, Mexican burritos, which, you know, think about all Tacos. the food that we eat. And your, your gut, your microbiome is not set up for that disaster every day. One of the things I learned in the late 90s, I may have to give my age away, but in the late 90s, I went on an amazing nutritional cruise and got a degree in nutritional consulting, and I did work with an allergist, and I worked with a dentist for a period of time with their patients, advising them. And I studied with this, naturopathic physician, his name was Dr. Pavo Erola. It was a two-week study, and it was uh, six hours of classes every day, and it was very, very intense. And this man had traveled around the world. He was an old-timer. In fact, he was the last group of students he had, and he passed away two weeks later. He was elderly. He had gotten sick. But I was given the honor to study under him, and he was from Switzerland. He was amazing. And one of his greatest studies was the centurion, the people that lived to be 100 and over 100 years old, and mm -hmm. what their lifestyles were like, what they ate, how they lived, their mindset. It was fascinating. One of the things he shared with us that I don't think many people know or understand is that it takes 800 years for the digestive system to change. So if you think about where did your, or most of your ancestors come from, because we're all mixed up and, you know, divided up into different countries from so many years of people coming together, but we can still, most of us, go back to sections of the country, like Eastern Europe, Russia, Africa, right. the Middle East, um, 800 years to change the digestive system. So that means that people that stayed in their own neck of the woods, so to speak, for centuries and centuries and centuries were the healthiest people on the planet. Yes. Because they were eating the same food that their ancestors ate and they were healthy and vibrant, except for infection. We do, we do have to give thanks for penicillin and some of the great things that were discovered. However, we have been moving around so much 
and eating so many different foods from so many different countries that our systems are upset all the time. Well, and, and, and with that too, right? You bring up a good point, right? Because we we have to we, let's look at let's think about this holistically, right? We, we we look at the countries in Europe, right? Well, okay. Let me take let me take that back. Let me pull that back a little bit, right? Um, the United States, the United States, right? And, and we're speaking just generally, right? Is one of the only truly multicultural countries in the world, right? Mm-hmm. We have so many different cuisines. That are because there is no native cuisine to America unless you're Native American, right? Correct. This is all undeveloped land as compared to Europe, which had been standing for we know at least a millennia or two, right? We'll just take two millennia, right? Because this is 2022, right? The death of you know death the death of Christ at zero, right? The rest of the world was developed except for this continent, right? Now, excluding South America, this continent we're sitting on, this North American continent was not developed, right? So now we have to look at the multiculturalism, right? That's that our country is. We're a multicultural society. We have all these different foods and and cuisines uh, in this country. We have to continue to fuel that right so we got to be able to get the mm-hmm. get the tostadas and the burritos and stuff um for you know mm-hmm. from, from mexico and you get your egg noodles from lithuania and you know what i mean all these different things we got to import or make here in the united states processed right 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 now right. if you go to countries in europe like you said like poland they have their ethnic food that they eat year round right. depending on the season sweden same way mm-hmm. right and we look at how those people live how health how much healthier they are because they don't have to mm-hmm. manufacture food to feed a populace because it's seasonal it's going to be plentiful it's going to be plentiful when it's in season for their homogenous societies. And that's kind of where right. America has its drawback, right? Because we can grow all these different things, right? But we've gotten to a point, right? We talked about GMO, right? We've talked about the GMO thing and they, they had to use GMO to create more of a certain, certain foods because we just have too many people from too many different cultures that like things too many different ways. Right. Right. Uh, right. And, and I challenge people, if you've ever been overseas, you'll know what I'm talking about. But those of you that have not, if you go into a restaurant, let's say in France. Right. And you look at their menu. You know what you're going to look at? Everything that's in season in France. Everything. You're not totally. going to find. Right. You're not going to find anything. Oh, well, I might want to try uh, a guacamole. You're not going to find guacamole on a French menu. Nope. One because it's Mexican. Nope. Number two, not if, if you're if you're going during the winter, you're out of season. You're not going to see them, and they're not native to the region, right? It's not right. native to the region, right? So so your your you know your your, your French yuppies would be the ones be like, we need to import avocados for our little our, our little whatever whatever, right? Now I'm not saying there's not Mexicans mm-hmm. in France. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is is that avocado, for example, is not native to France. So a lot of people in France are not going to eat it because it's outside of their ethnic food group, 
their ethnic food background. So, here's an interesting thought. So, mm-hmm. uh, a person from China. Do you mm-hmm. think they do very well eating dairy and pizza? Nope, not at all. They they can't tolerate no, not dairy. at all. Exactly, and so they come to this country. Their families have been in China for thousands of years. They come to this country here in the United States, and they start eating pizza and sandwiches with cheese, and they get sick. Mm-hmm. And this is real, and this is real actually for everyone. And uh, one of the examples that Dr. Erola stood out and taught us this one day, he stood up at the blackboard and he said, I want you to understand something, and this will carry over into a lot of things. The Japanese gene pool can eat a piece of tofu and get all the protein they need. Yes. An Eastern European can eat a steak and get all the protein they need. When that Eastern European eats the piece of tofu, their digestive systems go upside down and they do not absorb the protein they need from that piece of tofu. Correct. When the Japanese person eats the steak, they do not absorb the protein that they need. Mm-hmm. This is mixed up food. Yes. And here we all were in those days eating sushi, Japanese, tofu, tempeh, eating all this stuff, and we were doubled over with stomach pain. And, oh, here comes, let's get some stock in Alka-Seltzer, Pepsid. Let's go to the gastroenterologist. Oh, time for colonoscopies. Uh-oh, you got hemorrhoids? Uh-oh, you got, yeah, well, guess what? It's because we messed up. As a culture in this country, we tried to be sympathetic and, and join in with everybody's cultural delicious food, which I'm not saying it isn't. It is, but it wasn't good for us. Right. It messed us up. So think about what your grandma and your grandpa and your great, 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 great grandparents ate. And there is your best health. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go there for I'm gonna go there a second too, right? Now, mm-hmm. now, now here here here's where Black America gets complicated, right? And, and again, yeah. I'm not trying to section it off, right? But we have to look like as far as food and cuisine is con- is concerned in America when it comes to Black America, right? We never brought any of our native foods over because you know we have to we have to think about this a minute right black uh, yeah. africans were stripped from their culture brought to this country as slaves right and then we're here for six to seven generations right so the people that mm-hmm. knew african cuisine lost it along the way i mean we're talking six seven generations of slavery right mm-hmm. so now we're at a point where we have black folks that have been eating scraps from pigs, right? Scraps from right. cows, right? 
because that's all they knew, right? So <laughs> now you know they're, they're you know these people are not too healthy because they've been eating scraps of the pig, scraps of the cow, scraps of the goat, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're all out of balance and out, out of whack at this point, right? I mean, only the very few people. There's only one group of people, and yes, uh, I, I, that has still connection to their co- ethnic cuisine roots, and that's the Gullah Geechee. We're still connected to right. our ethnic food roots, right? But most the other, most of the other Black Americans don't have any connection to any other food, so they don't understand, you know, like the things they should be eating. In season, out of season, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, we, we've we, you know we, we've came long ways from from uh, uh, from uh, uh, pig intestines and hog jowls, right, to a point mm-hmm. where food is better, but we're still under the under that auspice, right? Like you say, you're going back. What did your grandparents eat? Would your great grandparents eat? Because more likely they mm-hmm. ate ethnic food. Black America doesn't have that. So they're, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're searching around like, okay, what's, you know, what's that thing? And then when we're talking about Africa, right, we, we, we got to talk about uh, sub-Saharan, right? You know, there, there's a, you know, they, they have more of a, um, a, a mild cuisine, right? They, they have a, a lot of, uh, a lot of vegetables in, in their cuisine in sub-Saharan Africa. But as you get down towards the center of Africa, they're more meat, you know, they're more, uh, uh, carniv- carnivorous, right? Then they are vegetarian, mm. right? And then you get down to the bottom to South Africa, there are more, there are equally applied omnivores in this case, right? So it's where, where did your people come from? at that right mm-hmm. and then what were they eating at that point because like you said 800 years right 800 years to change the digestive tract well it hasn't been 800 years since the removal from africa right but again it's understanding where you're from and what your uh, uh genetic makeup is to be able to understand what foods you should be if you're going to go ethnic what foods you should be eating so now you know, Black America, they're, they're in a written world like, okay, yeah, we have we have these different things. We have, you know, we have the rice, we have the collard greens and, you know, all these different things that we've pieced together to be, you know, soul food. Right. right? But a lot of the right. soul food, right, still goes back to slavery, the way they ate during slavery. Right. So that's not even proper and correct. Right. And we keep well, continuing I- to perpetuate that cycle that's why a lot like a lot of black america is unhealthy mm-hmm. right because they're mm-hmm. still eating the grease right and, and, and you know hypertension hypertension runs through black america like nobody's business right heart disease runs through black america like nobody's business sickle anemia runs through black america all because of you know, eat the, the eating, eating habits. Not slavery, but the eating habits. The eating well, habits I, I and just, eating things outside. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I just want to say something because one of the other things that I did think about is the Jewish people that were slaves in Egypt mm-hmm. for, I guess, 5,000 years. Yes. Well, they started running all over the place. And yep. they got thrown out of every country they ever lived in. And the Jewish gene pool, and I, I know this from all my friends around here, they all have, I mean, major digestive problems. And it's because the Jews lived in Spain. They lived, they, they lived in Germany. They lived in Eastern Europe. They, 
some of them, Ethiopian ended up in Africa, a tribe, um, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And the people that ended up here are the most allergic, sensitive, digestively impaired people I have ever met in my life. And it makes sense when you look at people that have never been given a chance to be stable in any one place. Slavery and the need to escape causes this. That's right. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. There's no lie there. Yep. Yep. And, you know, probably, I would say the healthiest people in the world are probably the Japanese. They don't have a lot of mixed people in their country. No. They, They are solid. And they eat their kelp and their sushi and their diet is very consistent. And I think they're probably one of the healthiest people today on the planet. Actually, actually, Japan has the has the highest life expectancy. They're they're well over eighty four years. Yeah, they're well over eighty four yep. years. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this. Mm-hmm. You know, from really looking at if you're Irish, the potatoes. If you're Russian, the root vegetables, the, the clabbered dairy. Um, right. If you're from if you're from Italy, the Mediterranean diet. I mean, these are things that are going to serve you to be healthier in your body and your mind. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. exactly right. We got we got we got to run the break real quick, y'all. So y'all already y'all already know what to do. Cheese, wine, and cracker. When we come back, um. More, more on this topic, and we're, we're going to talk about foods in America. I think I got the big list out. I'm not sure. I have to go rehash my list like Santa Claus. We'll be back here in six on Southern Liberty. And this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks finished lower as investors digested a profit warning from Walmart ahead of the Fed's policy decision on interest rate hikes. The Dow falling 229 points. The Nasdaq down 220. S&P 500 down 46. And Microsoft delivering an earnings and revenue miss for its fiscal fourth quarter. The software giant did post sales up from 12% for the same period a year earlier, though below Wall Street expectations. Microsoft suffering a surprisingly sharp slowdown in its cloud business. And shares of Chipotle are jumping in after hours trading after the burrito chain reported mixed earnings while sales fell. Profits improved mostly due to price hikes and Oreo and Ritz crackers maker Mondelez International reporting second quarter earnings above Wall Street expectations and increased its dividend but said a stronger dollar could take a bigger chunk out of its 2022 revenue growth. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Trying to 
Fed's fears. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. As the Federal Reserve gets ready to meet and a warning from Walmart about inflation, President Biden's top economic advisor says the U.S. is well-suited to handle economic ups and downs. The White House National Economic Council won't make predictions about an upcoming GDP report, but NEC Director Brian Deese says even if the U.S. economy shrank for a second consecutive quarter, the job... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The market is not consistent with a recession. What we're seeing on the on the labor market side is a continued, resilient, strong labor market recovery. D says investor analysis also contradicts a recession, but concedes President Biden is focused on bringing down costs for American families. We have a serious inflation challenge, which is hitting economies around the, uh, the globe. Consumer confidence was down this month, the third consecutive decline in that metric. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Former President Trump back in Washington for the first time since losing the 2020 election, telling a conservative summit Republicans need to be tougher on crime. We need an all-out effort to defeat violent crime in America and strongly defeat it and be tough and be nasty and be mean if we have to. And Trump said he predicts a Republican sweep in the midterm elections. Earlier today, his former running mate Mike Pence was also in Washington speaking to a young conservative group. Now more than ever, we need to lead America with a freedom agenda focused on the future. This is the second time in two days Trump and Pence have spoken at rival conferences. The parents of a 14-year-old girl killed by Los Angeles police in a clothing store last year have filed a lawsuit against the department and the officer whose rifle round went through a dressing room wall. America is listening to Fox News. Only one sale away from the Shopify 1000 Club. Is that a thing? Wow, Mom. Have a cookie. I'll take one. (laughs) Dad. These are delicious. You need to sell them. Mm -hmm, You should. Mom. No, seriously. Let's set you up on Shopify. It's easy. I always knew you would build your own business. Guys. Yum. Yum. When you're ready to bring your idea to life, build it on Shopify. Sign up for a free 14-day trial at shopify.com slash news. And start selling today. Shopify.com slash news. A prosecutor says a commercial truck driver charged in the deaths in 2019 of seven members of a Marine motorcycle club told police he caused the crash and wasn't looking. While his lawyer said it was the fault of the lead biker who looked over his shoulder at his fellow riders moments beforehand. The driver has pled not guilty to negligent homicide and other counts. A congressman just back from Ukraine claims Ukraine's president said the U.S. needs to send more help. Two days after visiting Ukraine and meeting President Zelensky, Republican Congressman Mike Waltz says the war is not going well. Zelensky feels like he is losing slowly, that the Biden administration is basically helping him play for a tie. Despite billions in weaponry flowing into the country, Russia still controls over 20 percent of Ukraine and continues gaining ground slowly in the east. Its land bridge to Crimea completed. 
Waltz wants to deploy U.S. military advisors to Ukraine to keep better tabs on the weapons and handle logistics, potentially deepening U.S. military involvement in the war. In Kiev, Ukraine, Lucas Tomlinson, Fox News. American basketball star Brittany Griner has appeared in a Russian court. Brittany Griner's attorney stated in a Russian court Tuesday that the basketball star was not in possession of cannabis oil vape cartridges for recreational purposes, but rather it was prescribed by a doctor. Griner has been detained since February after she was accused of large-scale transportation of drugs. Russian authorities claim she had two vape cartridges in her luggage. Griner said it was an accident. Her attorney told the court Tuesday, we are not arguing that Brittany took it here as a medicine. We are still saying she involuntarily brought it here because she was in a rush. Fox's Jared Max, a U.S. diplomat who met with Griner, said she is doing okay under the circumstances. The case resumes tomorrow. Amazon raising its fees in Europe. The price for Prime in the U.K. is going up about a pound a month. In Spain, the price will go up one euro. Earlier this year, Amazon raised the price in U.S. I'm Lee Silicera. This is Fox News. If your business wants to make a positive impact for tomorrow, you need to hire great people fast. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. No other job site takes care of you like Indeed because with Indeed, you set your must-have job requirements and only pay for applications that meet them. There's a transparent flat fee per application and you can pause your job posting whenever you want when you sponsor an indeed post you're four and a half times more likely to get a hire according to indeed data worldwide join more than three million businesses worldwide that use indeed to hire great talent fast visit indeed.com fox to start hiring now businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description indeed.com fox terms and conditions apply Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, Southern Liberty. Appreciate y'all, as always, for being here with us. Those of you in the, in the live chat, I appreciate y'all 100%. Those of you that's a uh, listening on public radio i appreciate y'all also those of you listening on telegram and tiktok i appreciate y'all also um for for listening joining in the, the conversation getting this uh getting this information so you can research on your own and see what's fit for you etc etc um if you're not part of the southern liberty family make sure you come through patreon.bpmg.us again that's patreon.bpmg.us us also if you if you haven't done so yet make sure you have subscribed to this show on your favorite podcast platform for after the fact if you don't catch it live again just search up southern liberty and just go clicky click 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 um if you're listening right now just open up your phone open up your podcast app on 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 your um on your phone and just go click click southern liberty do the thing and um also share this share this with a friend share it share one episode on social media greatly appreciate it It doesn't take long but to click share link and just let it go on your social media it ain't gonna hurt nothing it ain't gonna hurt nothing because again it's because of you guys through word of mouth no no advertising or marketing budget we are the top 70 podcast to listen to in 2022 so Thank y'all for that. 
Keep doing what you're doing. As we shoot for number five, top five. We shoot for top five for 2023. We'll see how it goes down. But we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Top five. We're going to make it top five. With y'all's help. So thank y'all again. Appreciate you. Um, we're, we're talking about foods from around the world um and, and i have a little i have a small list here i actually found i found to be very very okay. interesting very interesting right about season uh, seasonal foods that includes fruits vegetables and meats not just because people just tend to be on the you know on the um uh, uh, the tip of fruits and vegetables, but meat is also in that equation, also, right? Because again, if your 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 body only pro- processes protein a certain way, certain times a year, right? Um, which I found out to be very interesting. Um, so I'm gonna pull up my handy dandy list here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to okay. what well, what's today? In a, so I won't do July. Let, let's let, let's do okay. let's do August. Let's do August, right? So on this list, I have here for fruits for what the fruits that are in season during August are apricots, blackberries, blueberries, cherries, kiwi, melon, nectarines, peaches, raspberries, strawberries, and tomatoes. Well, now keep in mind the the uh, keep in mind the cherries, kiwi fruit, nectarines, and strawberries are coming or, or is in the season. No, I'm sorry, not nectarines. They're, it's the end of season for those. Nectarines are coming into season in August. Right. As far, right. As far as your vegetables are concerned, um, we're looking at uh, artichokes, aberguines, beetroot, broad beans, broccoli, carrots, celery, courgettes, cucumber, fennel, pak choy, peas, peppers, potatoes, rocket, uh, sweet corn, and watercress. And the meats that are actually in season, um, lamb, rabbit, and venison, crab, haddock, mackerel, pollock, salmon, sardines, scallop, and tuna. Actually, August is the easiest month. Yeah, August is because everything is plentiful. You've got to do January. What what do people do? You and the cola, because, you know, in yeah. August, everybody has their gardens all over. Everybody has mm-hmm. food available from all over. That, that is when people have to make jams and can things and yes. freeze things and make the use out of what came into being in August. You know, right. all summer is a great time to almost eat anything. Right. Wherever you are in terms of fruits and vegetables. Right. But it's, what do you, what do you do? Right. In January. And it, January. I get, in January. Right. Here's January's. Okay. Right. January's fruits in okay. season in January are Bramley apples, clementines, mm-hmm. kiwis, which are in season until mid-January, lemons. Well, all, most, all of your citrons are coming into season in, in January. Yeah. Right. Um, passion fruit, pears, and pomegranate. The vegetables that are in the end of season for beetroot is January. Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, celery is end of season in January. Celery, uh, uh, celery, kale, leeks, wild mushrooms, parsnips, potatoes. Again, yeah, potatoes are harvested twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, rhubarb is coming into season. Shallots, swedes, and turnips. 
as far as meat right. is concerned, duck and goose are end of season. Rabbit, but best between July and December. Uh, turkey and venison. Haddock, mussels, oysters, salmon. Right? Now, why, no, no, yeah. th- now, now, you think about, right? Think about the, those shellfish, right? Those particular shell, shellfish. Not shellfish, but the crustate. No, ah. Mm, not shellfish. Not uh, the stuff you're allergic to. The stuff you're allergic. Yeah, the to. stuff I'm allergic to. Right? They're not encephalopods. <laughs> I, that's not, they're not crustaceans. What 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 your clams are called? Um, but mussels and right. oysters, right? Which is interesting, right? Because you got to think during January, right? During, during January, what we we have the the, uh, the 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 shortest time length for the sun, right? Yeah, iodine is an immune is an immune system booster. Mm. That would be Japanese. The iodine would be in seaweed, right? There you go. Yes. So mm-hmm. again, right? What was talking about before is it, it, it's important um, that we that we try to start eating foods that are in season because there is a reason. Right. There's a nutritional reason. There's a regional reason why you should be eating these particular particular uh, these particular things like citrons. Right. High in vitamin C. Right. Well, I mean, where where are you getting vitamin vitamin C from vitamin D from if the sun is not out as long as it is during the summer? It all has a purpose. Yeah. But again, it depends where you live. Right. See, a lot of a lot of the fruits, especially that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. um, they're fine to eat in the warm weather, which is right. everywhere in the right. summer. Right. But as you come into the colder weather, you actually do your body a disservice yes. living in a cold climate by eating citrus or mm-hmm. by eating um, the foods that. You know, we're in down hot Florida here. I mean, it's pretty warm most of the year. So for us, we can eat almost anything. And almost anything is in season because we live in a warm climate. But when you live in a cold climate, you burn up more calories. Your body needs more fat. Your body needs more um, local Food. Right, it, right. it has to shift with the change in weather. You can't keep eating like what may be in season in Alaska, like salmon. We don't grow, we don't have no. salmon in the ocean on the Atlantic Ocean. It's, right. it's the West Coast. Right. right. So once again, yes, there's canned salmon, and it's we get same. it and we eat it, but it's not I would question. I would question whether it serves us. In certain climates, and and that's that's all I'm saying about it is to really look at where you live, and what season it is. Right, exactly. Um, exactly, because it, it. I remember my mother sticking all these ascorbic acid things in my mouth because I refused to eat citrus. I mean, I grew up in New York, and I hated it. Right. And. I think I was doing the right thing, and I didn't know it. And I, I got punished for it. I, I couldn't leave the table, all that stuff. But I think that my body knew not to really crave that stuff, and I didn't like it as a kid. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I also remember um, my allergist who said that his parents forced him to drink milk, and all his life he was actually allergic to it, and he would get really sick. And and as he got older and he went to medical school, he discovered his own allergies. And the foods that were being forced on him at the time by our parents who thought they were doing the best thing for us were not the best thing for us. So, you know, we were all confused by the medical system, by what we were being told on the television set even, the media, you know. They got us every step of the way. Um, Right. If, if you don't mind, I wanted to share yeah, something, and then I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to read something really fun at the end of the show, because I know you like to do something fun at the end. So I think something especially you guys are going to enjoy. But um, something about garlic and onions. So um, Dr. Arola writes in his book, he says, at the end of the Second World War, when American troops finally confronted the Russian troops, American soldiers decided discovered that many Russian soldiers had their pockets filled with onions and garlic. And judging from the odor, they made good use of them. For several years, the Russian army fought on a near-starvation diet because of a severe food shortage. But two things always seemed to be in good supply, garlic and onions. In addition to buckwheat porridge and black bread, garlic and onions comprised the Russian army's staple ration. Kind of interesting because, you know, this is the stuff that grows under the ground and it's, it's always available. And he found while he was traveling in Russia, stopping in the villages and studying the life of the people, their methods of cultivation, preferred crops, in addition to the collectively owned fields, each family was allowed to have a large garden of their own where they could grow anything they wished for their own use or for sale on the public market. I found that two vegetables completely dominated these gardens, cabbage for sauerkraut and onions. So that was Russia. Yeah, you know what's so, interesting, though, right, and, and, and about the garlic and onion thing, right? Let's think mm-hmm. about that. Let's put that in context a second, right? World mm-hmm. War II started in September of thirty-nine, so we're That's already right. right. We're already coming into, especially there in Russia, you're coming into the colder months of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, with that, mm-hmm. right? Garlic, the, the benefits of garlic, which I just discovered like two or three years ago, right? Better blood pressure, lower cholesterol, the reduced risk of heart disease, and here's the here here here, here here's two big ones, right? For uh, it, it, to help remedy colds and flus, and better athletic performance. That's right. So, right, those Ru- the Russians, yeah. Granted, they were limited, but this garlic and this onion would help maintain, and it helps with stronger bones too. Right, it would help maintain them as they're trenching through the snow and, and going into battle and things like that. So that I just wanted to note that. I have something also to add to that, which is fascinating. Russian electrobiologist Professor Gerwich discovered that garlic and onions emit 
a particular type of ultraviolet radiation called mitogenic radiation. Yes. This radiation, Gerwitz rays, has the property of stimulating cell growth and activity and has a rejuvenating effect on all body functions. I mean, this is like knowledge we need to have today. We need this. We're up against emitting radiation everywhere, all around us. We can't eat enough of this stuff <laughs> to save us from the Russians. Um, well, that's what the Democrats yeah, say. Exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? The Russians are coming. Oh, my God, get under the desk. Take off all your clothes. The, the, radiant, the nuclear bomb is going to hit. New Yorkers, get ready, because you're all Democrats. You have to do the right thing. Zelensky's the good guy. Putin's going to kill us with the bomb. Just eat the garlic and onions. Okay. So. <laughs> but why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> You're coming to get you. Trust us. We know what's best for you. We're the smart ones. The Republicans, they don't know anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so this, this teacher that I was on this cruise with and got this little degree from, it was, it was probably better than my four years in college by far. The centenarians speak. He actually went to all these countries and spoke to people who lived to be over 100 years old. So I'm just going to read a couple of people that he met along the way. While in Russia, I met several centenarians. I discovered that they all had a few things in common. They all were moderate eaters. Almost all of them used lots of honey in their diet. They were all either vegetarians or ate only very little meat. They were all slim and they were all happy. One man, 126 years old, told me, I've worked hard all of my life but never had much money to worry about. I walk at least five miles every day and I ride a horse. I eat very little and only when hungry. I never eat at regular times, but just when I feel really hungry. I was married four times, each time to a younger wife. Maybe this has helped me to stay strong. <laughs> Russian men right? Okay, I knew you were going to like this. So this guy said, I never had a boss over me. And I think a lot of men can relate to that. Being told what to do is, is, is very hard. I'm, well, men and women. It's just a difficult thing depending on your personality. And, I, and he says, I was never envious of what other people had. I had periodically rejuvenated myself by marrying three times. Okay? The above two cases seem to demonstrate that vibrant health, long life, sexual virility go hand in hand. My conclusion is that we do not stop sexual activity because we grow old. We grow old because we stop sexual activity. Mm. Grandpa was great. Mm. Grandpa was getting it in. <laughs> See that? See that? <laughs> 
great grandpa was so, getting it in. He was trying to have more babies. At, <laughs> he's trying to have more babies at nine or six. He's like, "Come on through, baby. Come I know. on through, baby." I know. I mean, I think that there's something to be said for that. I mean, for women yeah. too, they call women cougars. You know, when they're older and they're with a younger guy. But it's like rejuvenating to be involved in a love affair. And I'm not saying to cheat or have adultery or any of that. I'm just saying that these hundred-year-old guys, they had lost a wife and they lost another wife and they lost another wife, but they just kept going. And they would find new women. I don't know, maybe they were 10 years younger, 20 years younger. I don't know, but they invigorated themselves with being interested in having a sex life, being interested in being a part of that. I mean, let's face it, we're all human, and it's probably true. It's probably a really important thing to remember. You know what, though? Hold on to that story, though, a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. A, light, a light bulb just came on. A light bulb just I came on. I knew it on. would. Here's, 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 okay. here's, here, here's the thing, right? Yeah. Where, 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 the court, the, I'm trying to figure out where to start in my head because I got 12,000 thoughts, and all of them are related. Good. Right? So Good. Here's, here's the thing, right? Eating, eating, eating food. Right, foods foods that are yeah. out of season does not help with your sexual yeah. virility. Doesn't help at all, right? It actually depletes it. No. I've read that somewhere, right? And I was like, that's interesting, right? To think about. So now mm-hmm. that we have a a quote unquote low sexual output, right? Uh, you know, human beings yeah. right? contributing to the low birth rate, right? All that, right? Which 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 yeah. beg, which begs to oh. ask, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah, going. we could go off on that. Uh huh. So, so with with that being said, though, right? Uh-huh. I'm actually thinking, and amongst other factors, right? Yeah. Why? What What has gotten into at least American society, right? Where we we sit back and we think about like our parents doing the deed right and we're you know we're let's say we're we're 45 I'm you know I'm 47 right I, I walk in on my parents and they're doing the deed and we're like ew I don't want to see that oh right terrible <laughs> but but it's terrible but listen to what I'm saying right that the the shame factor that comes with that yeah. right does not does not help I wonder if the Japanese people are humping every day. I'm just saying, like, uh, how, do, how did the gonna... Russians live twenty four people in one room? Did nobody have sex? The kids probably saw it all the time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but we in America, yeah. like, oh no, there's decent, there's a decency thing here. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Daddy sorry. was hurting you. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 we live in a sexually um, advanced culture, and yet nobody wants to see it. Hmm? And everybody wants to see it. And and now we have this transvestite culture. We have the tranny culture. We have men becoming women, women becoming men. We have people all 
chaotic and mixed up over their sexuality. This doesn't help anything natural. <laughs> Sorry. Right, right. Call, call me whatever you want. I do not approve of children being put in front of this because I never understood it as a child and I still don't understand it. And you right. know what? I don't want to. And that's a choice. I don't want to. Right. But I think it's a dangerous environment because these people that live to be 126 or 107 or th this guy who had three wives, he had 17 children, 48 grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Mm -hmm. They eat simply. They stay in their countries. They're 117 years old. I mean, look at the Bible. Mm -hmm. Right? Abraham and Sarah. I mean... I think sometimes I think we are supposed to live that long. We are. Like our, yes, our genetic structure is made to be that old. But not only are we not paying attention to it, but then we're subjected to GMOs and poisons in the water and sprays mm -hmm. on the food and God knows what is going on in our world right now. We do know a lot of what's going on, unfortunately. And the only way to escape that is to try to grow your own food as much as possible or buy local, go to the mar farmer's market, eat as organic as you can. Um, a, a big part of what I was reading was intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. And I thought about this, and it's not just taking a day or two and starving yourself. It's actually easier than that. They're just saying like 14 to 18 hours between dinner and breakfast. If you think about eating dinner at like 7 o'clock at night and not eating again until 10 or 11 in the morning, for me, wow. that's normal. Right. I, I, that, that isn't even hard for me to do. There, it's rare that I would eat before that time period anyway. I, I'm right. not. I'm not a nighttime snacker. I'm not an early morning riser. At least most of the time. Don't get a puppy. Woo. Um, it, it, it's it's easy to intermittent fast most of the time if you just think about. Okay, I just finished dinner, and I'm not going to eat anymore tonight. Yeah. I'm just going to go through my to... sleeping pattern. When I wake up tomorrow, you know, it'll just be whatever it is. Right. And, I, I want, and, and John, John asked a question in the chat, right? And I want to, I want to jump into is he, he actually, okay. he asked is, is, is so low T is tied to diet. Yes, it, it is. Yes, low it is. T is tied to diet, right? Because we have to understand that, you know, men with higher body fat tend to have less testosterone, right? And, the, the, the testosterone levels, you know, are, are increase as a man loses weight, right? And that, again, right, that's dependent on diet, right? If you don't eat mm -hmm. enough, your body goes under starvation. And then the next thing you eat, right, turns into fat automatically because your body is in the most, is, is in survival mode. It's like, wait, when am I going to eat again? Right. When am I going to eat again? It's not mm -hmm. a fast, right? But it's a starvation mode, right? And it says, yeah. oh, so it stores everything you just ate as fat, right? 
And then, right, and, and then on the other side of the spectrum, if you eat too much fatty food, that's going to promote extra, you know, extra body weight on your body in the form of fat that will also affect low testosterone levels. So diet has a lot to do with it. It's it's getting into finding a balance. And me personally, John, um, I, I myself is finding that, trying to find that balance, right? Because, uh... It's it's no it's no open secret. I'm I'm about um, right as as I, I weighed myself this morning. I am 29 pounds overweight. Hmm. Right, 29 pounds overweight according to where I went in uh, at my service weight and height. Right, I'm 29 pounds overweight. Right, and even then, five ten, five ten, two twenty. By, by most doctors considered overweight, but for my body frame and my 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 bone structure. Two, you can't even tell I'm 220, right? But I'm over that right now, right? So I've been, I mean, at, at my heaviest, no word of lie, at my heaviest, I was, I was 329 at my heaviest. I was 329 at my heaviest until I started discovering, um, you know, what foods I should be eating, what season, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I really dive in. I don't really talk about it much because, you know, it just sounds like, you know, tooting horns and I'm trying to be an expert. But, you know, it's important to know, right, what's in season, what you should be eating, because if you eat something that's out of season, it can have adverse effects on your body. Right. Because, again, right, your environment, your, your, the ultraviolet light, the sun, et cetera, et cetera, affects your body in certain ways and gives you yeah. things that you need. And if you have too much vitamin D, you can, you know, you can create these uh, the, these uh, uh, either vitamin deficiency diseases or, or 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 get an overdose on a particular vitamin, et cetera. And it does, you no good either. It's had really the same effect. Right. So it's very important to be able to get into, you know, your body's makeup and find out, you know, what you're what you're getting. Right. What you're getting in your system, et cetera. Et cetera. And especially for me. Right. Because I've never had a vaccination ever. Right. So it's to mm-hmm. me. Right. My neglect to let my weight increase also affected my immune system, right? So I had to get back on yeah. track with all of that whole nine yards. And I, I feel a lot better today, right? And this, this for me, this has been about a four-year journey for me, right? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm getting better, right? But I want to be my best, right? I want to get down to the best. I don't want to be perfect. I want to get down to optimal for me and how my body runs. And I think everyone should want to strive for that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying go, go, go hit the gym yeah. and do things like that. It doesn't even have to be the gym. It just goes to start, you know, eating properly, right. Uh, and eating the right foods during the right time of year, et cetera, et cetera. And now it's a hard cycle to break because in America we've been spoiled to be able to get anything we want at any uh-huh. given time, but it doesn't make it okay to munch on it, right? It doesn't make it okay to munch on it at that time of year just because it's available and it tastes great to you, right? Because it can have some adverse effects on you. So I hope that kind of answers the question a little bit, John, et cetera, et cetera, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, about that. But anyway. Well, women um, go through the same thing. You know, estrogen, yes. when, when, when women go through menopause, they usually gain a lot of weight. It's that losing the estrogen yes and the same the same thing happens and and they start eating more sugar because you just it's just a craving right well i took hold of i took hold of that 
quickly. Mm-hmm. And you've seen me. I, I have never had a weight problem in my life. In fact, I'm probably somewhat underweight. Um, I weigh 105 pounds. <laughs> so I'm little. And, I, and I've, always, I've always kept myself in shape with exercise. And exercise is a very important thing when you're going through menopause as mm-hmm. well. Yes. But you need to also shift your diet. I mean, they tell you eat yams to get estrogen. Right. And certain, back in the day, they said certain soy products, but the soy products didn't work for me. And I started to study how do you get the most natural estrogen into your body. And this is a whole other research thing to do. I succeeded in that in the most helpful, helpful way that I could. And um, I attribute part of my health to being in Florida, having access to the sun and vitamin D mm-hmm. and farming, you know, almost all year and right. keeping myself focused on that fasting and, and eating as organic as I can and, you know, maintaining a healthy lifestyle. It's all you can do. Right. Yeah. I, but if you I, let I, yourself I go, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, if you let yourself go and you feel defeated and you get depressed and you get all upset over everything. And, I mean, these people that live to be 100 and some odd years old, they didn't have the stress that we have today. This political no, stress, no this yeah, nutritional no stress, yeah. the, the uh, re- social stress, the cultural stress, it's overwhelming. And we have to give ourselves credit and a slap on the back every day for getting through this stuff. It's not easy. For no, anyone. it's not. It's not. I, I, I was in, in, speaking. Matter of fact, I was actually. I was talk. I talked to the um, the the nutritionist down. We're, we're, we're. I was at the VA right over here in Riviera Beach, and um, mm-hmm. and I was talking to her about you know adding a few things to my diet, right, et cetera, et cetera. What she think? Because I I kind of have my diet charted out. Like I'm that nerd kind of person now when it comes to that. <laughs> And I have it kind of charted out like, okay, this is this is what I'm eating for today. I don't care about the caloric intake and all that because that'll take care of itself. If you're eating in season, that will take care of itself. If you're, you know, obviously if you're you're active, if you're, you know, you're walking or you have a physical job or something like that, right? That'll take care of itself, right? And right. we got on the subject about estrogen. I don't know how we got there, but it was random as hell. Right, I think mm. yeah, because we we're talking about testosterone and estrogen, and I had I had straight up asked her. I said, "What do what what do what do women usually eat when you know to to increase um, estrogen?" She was like, "Straight estrogen. up." She was like, "You know what I you know what I tell my uh, female veterans: alfalfa sprouts, nuts, and flaxseed." I'm like, "Really?" That's right, flaxseed. Yeah. I'm like, yep. I didn't even, I was like, okay, I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then mm-hmm. I looked into what flaxseed does. Flaxseed has a, a lot of benefit for men too when it comes to testosterone, believe it or not. When I looked at it, I was we like, We have wow. them both in our bodies, right? We yeah. have them both. Yep. We have, yeah. There's a uh, balance. Yeah, there definitely, definitely is a, is a huge balance. Well, Ms. Val, thank you. For the conversation, I, I obviously I always thank you. I love the conversations we always have on here on the social lounge. I want to thank everybody for for tuning in, and you know it. That's it. All the information presented, right, y'all, is you know we're not experts. We're just speaking from anecdotal 
right? Um, uh-huh. you know, anecdotal evidence. And, and some of the things Ms. Val cited were from doctors, et cetera, et cetera, right? Take the credibility in that also, right? But, you know, again, mm-hmm. you, you guys come to the social lounge not to hear an expert's opinion. You just want to hear people have a conversation about the knowledge that they have and try to foster you guys with the information so you can take it and run with it and do what you want to do with it and expound on that information and even bring some back later to us like, oh, yeah, I discovered this, this, that, the third. That th- That is the premise of the social lounge show on Tuesdays is just to get information out, right? And and, and have people think about certain things. You know, we, we might, you know what I'm saying? You might find something we've said very, very helpful. And, you know, we're thankful for that. We're, we're, we're definitely thankful for that. So, again, thank mm-hmm. y'all. Thank you again, Miss Val, as always. And remember, Friday, Fired Up Friday. Um, I don't know what we're doing yet. I, don't, I might have some guests on again. I'm not sure yet waiting on some phone calls but anyway y'all already know how it goes down we'll see y'all here again friday night 9 30 eastern 7 30 mountain until next time life love liberty and happiness peace thanks for listening to the southern liberty podcast If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.bpmg.us or leave a rating and review on iTunes. To catch all the latest from Roderick, you can follow him on social media at manofjustice007. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.